on the Spencer's the Pez. Go hang out at the cons, Renaissance Fest. Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. <laughs> Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Coming to you live from Elusive Comics and Games, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Here's your host, the offspring of Dr. Stephen Hawking's and Fred Flintstone, it's Derek McCaw! <laughs> I'll take that, yes, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. By the way, that's Stephen Hawking's singular, I had to give that to you. You're oh. such a nerd! Okay, Or is it Stephen Hawking singularity? Anyway, uh, it's editor of FanboyPlanet.com, and here you are listening to the podcast with me, uh, of course, to my left. I'm Michael Goodson. Hi. And nobody else is. All right, of course, and uh, uh, my announcer here. This is uh, a little horse, Lon Lopez. How's it going, everybody? And, of course, moral compass, sound engineer, and all-around heck of a peach of a guy. My Indian name is Big Horse, Rick Brett Snyder. And Rick also has the touch. He has the touch. He's got the touch. All right. Well, on tonight's joke. podcast, okay, let's leave it private, shall we? It is uh, Wednesday, July 11th, 2007, and uh, we got some stuff to talk about. Tonight we're going to talk about uh, comics, of course. Yay. Nicholas Cage and his son have released a new comic book character. Kal-El the world today. is already writing books? Uh, no, it's not little Kal-El. It's oh. Weston from Weston, an earlier marriage. You. What else you got, Derek? We've also got uh, some com- complaints about Countdown. We've got uh, something that's going to knock your socks off here, a little-known discovery. Marvel has snuck some price raises into <gasps> its catalog. Price raises? In a way that we ourselves have not been privy to. And, uh, and of course, uh, also today is the, an, released on the stands, is the first Anita Blake original uh, miniseries. That's what that was. Awesome. Yes. So awesome. Uh, the first death, we'll be talking about that. And because uh, we, we have a guest tonight who is very excited about Anita, Anita Blake and Laurel K. Hamilton's presence. We'll be talking about that a little later. We've got a new Watchmen casting rumor. We've got uh, finally confirmation on the on the title change on a Will Smith movie. And then we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about E3, even though we know nothing about it. Zip. And, and we are going to stop us from being uh, like it has anybody never else. Stopped us Rampant before. speculation. Later on in the podcast. Well, why not? And we're also going to start a new feature tonight, comic book characters that no longer make any sense. Hooray. So let's start today with uh, Virgin (coughs) Comics' release of Nicholas and Weston Cage's uh, book, Voodoo Child. Look, it's Hulk Hogan. Right. What? Voodoo Child? No. That was his theme when he would come down when he was evil, Hulk Hogan. Jimi Hendrix. Voodoo Child. Okay, way to catch up. So we threw a little wrestling in. There you go. I was throwing Jimi Hendrix. Because Garcia's not here. That's it. Right. Anyway. Yes. So Voodoo Child uh, is a a book from uh, Virgin Comics, and they have a line uh, called New Voices. I think they have three distinct sets. They have... The books that are written... Specific- so wait, you're telling me that all you really need to do to break into comics writing is have Nicolas Cage as your father? Pretty much. Awesome! But let me tell you something Adopt worse. me, Nick! But he didn't actually write it. They didn't actually write it. They created the character and they, they turned it over the, uh, to the... They farmed it out? Mike Carey. They pulled a Shatner? They did. They pulled a Shatner. Being a celebrity means you don't ever have to do any of your work, even your creative work, on your own. Mike Carey... Pardon me while I have my William Shatner Diet Cola. Oh, okay. I couldn't see that. No. Okay. I don't, I don't get that It didn't one. work. No. All, All right. right. That's why he's the moral compass. It, okay. That's right. Okay. Uh, I'm affected by magnetic fields. <laughs> it's, uh, it's honestly, I wanted this to be a great book, and it, and it really wasn't. It's Wait, what book are we talking about again? Voodoo Child. Well, was, oh, was sorry, the character forgot. not a great character? Or was the book not a we great We don't book? know yet. It's one of those where it, it kind of gives oh, a lot of cliches. it's all intro and ends on intro? Yeah, it's all, uh, you know, it's... Every cliche you could think about a title called Voodoo Child is there. It's in New Orleans. Uh, there's something about uh, the slave days, and uh, there's a there's a shaman voodoo guy named Billy Blameless. What a great name! Oh, Billy Blameless from the Civil War, and it flashes forward to modern day. And there's this kid that's probably born out of a couple of drops of blood and the corpse of a of a of an escaped slave, and 
What he, he does throw magical sure. playing cards at people? Uh, no, it's not. Does he read chicken bones? No, his hair, his dreadlocks actually go out and strangle people. Oh, And so nice. he's like Medusa, mm. and then he's got made of shadow. And beyond that, nobody seems to know. And he speaks in the Cajun Patois, which they don't bother translating, so it's you also can't just, understand it's him just hard to read. So hmm. three issues and out. <laughs> Maybe. Think so it sounds like a typical Nick Cage movie, really. I'm kind of thinking <laughs> a, a lot of cool little details that add up to nothing. nothing. Why was he eating red and yellow jelly beans? I, I still, don't know. This still bothers this, uh, me. If your if your ghost ever haunts me, I will know that that is the question you for you listeners at home not understanding that reference. That's Ghost Rider. Nicholas Boo. Cage adding a lot of quirks to Johnny Blaze that Johnny Blaze never had, uh, and. Yeah. My head's on fire is not quirky enough. Uh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really. I think I need to add jelly beans. That's what we call an external characteristic in the acting game. Yeah. We need something a little more internal. Sure. Red and yellow jelly beans. Yeah. He couldn't make the jelly beans his subtext. The is jelly what you're beans saying? are yes. Right now, I'm thinking about eating red and yellow jelly, jelly beans. beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go. exactly. So, so, <laughs> so that's a child, no good, huh? Not great. Not great. I, I have high hopes. Could hope. Brother Voodoo kick Voodoo Child? I, I believe so. Okay. But what about Shadow Man? Wasn't the valiant character Shadow Man also a New Orleans yes. voodoo based character? Yes. Do voodoo people ever leave New Orleans? Do they just stay there? Apparently not. Oh. Road so. trip. Okay. <laughs> I want to go to Voodoo College. Papa Shango. Uh, We're going voodoo to New child. Jersey. And Jeffrey Halder. Yeah. So and Brother Voodoo. Voodoo yeah. takes Manhattan. <laughs> uh Family planet in New Orleans. I think it's just amazing. Yeah. Wait, in the comic, did they ever once say the line, go do the voodoo that you do so well? No. Darn. How about that old black magic that you do so well? No. Do they do anything well in the no, comic? No, not really. Okay, so that's a big thumbs down from Derek McCaw. There I haven't go. read it, and I vote thumbs down Nick as well. Cage, there if you you're listening, that was Derek McCaw, what? not Lon Lopez. <laughs> His Thank address you. is 142 I liked Gilroy. it, Nick. Lon would what? still like to make a couple of short films. Yes, you. exactly. <laughs> Nick, if you're listening, call me, baby. Okay. All righty. Well, thanks, Lon, for all the support and love that you give me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to take the fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you he... like you didn't like it. Okay? Okay. One, two, three, not Patsy. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's move on to a book that has been uh, we had a great fanfare, a lot of high expectation, and and we're all kind of feeling a little uh, like we're not enjoying it as much as we should have, which is Countdown. We're kind of counting down the days when we don't have to read it, right? <laughs> How many more weeks? Get that? We I put the title happens. in a put down. Get yes, it? yeah, I got okay. that. That was very good. I'm not hating as much oh, as the rest of you. But. I, I'm not hating it. I'm just, uh, because I think it's because I'm already reading most of the books that it's tying into. Uh, but what I really miss Are is, you $3 loving it? Uh, or is it $3? That's, I just don't think about the price oh, of the okay. anymore. Because right. that's just... Not since I started paying for them, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I am Goodson's whore. True. Oh uh, yes, some of them. So, and anyways, countdown. No good. Well, it's no Grant be, Morrison. They're not. It's yeah. It's not. Doesn't have the gripping storytelling skills of Fifty Two, which had Mark Wade, Grant Morrison, Greg Rucker. I and uh, Wait, stop it? for a Jeff Johns. Are there multiple writers on this, or just one? Yes. Each week, uh, Paul Dini is the overseeing writer, and then he brings in a different writer to work with him each week. Gotcha. And I think that's one of the reasons that it's it's as sketchy as it is, because you get writers that that uh, is one thing when Fifty Two changed artists and you had Keith Giffen still kind of maintaining the style, uh, the the storytelling skills. But when you get to changing the writers each week, it just starts changing. And and he, even things that have only been covered in Countdown, it starts you start wondering, did I miss something? Because I really felt like I missed something in development with uh, the Monitor and Nightwing. Or not Nightwing, uh, Red Hood and and Wonder Girl last week, Troya. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a bunch of little stories. I love the Jimmy Olsen stuff. It's fun, but the, what's uh, missing is are citations, and it, yeah. too many of this stuff. Too much of this stuff is tying into events elsewhere in the DC universe, and they're not telling you where to go. <coughs> sure. Except no, wait. Aren't you yeah. guys tight with uh, Dan DiDio? Can't you drop well, an email and um, go? Hey, fix this. I think um, we, we we could be. Uh, don't we, I, got, I, don't I believe we know Dan Wade? Didio, I believe Dan DiDio looked up at you once and said, hey. So I think that's pretty much I like, shook the man's tight. hand. They're I told tight. him how much I appreciated all his great work on the comics. Told him you're his number one and, fan and uh, then broke his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kept him up in a cabin. And when they find DiDio in the cabin, oh, well, he almost escaped, but he turned the uh, penguin the wrong way. Dan, misery. if you're listening, that was Rick Bretschneider, uh, not Lon Lopez. Uh, uh, one, two, three. Not Patsy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lon sells everyone out on the podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. That's, 
Lon Lopez sells out. Great. <laughs> I can't wait till someone comes after me. So you're next. Good so study. we we need this. You know, I, I, just, I miss citations again. I you know I've been slowly working my way through like the essential. Derek, but you're a human well, citation. Well, hold on just a second because citations haven't been seen in comics for about you might have to explain ten the eight years. There used to be little notes from the really rectangles. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sometimes I do take that. Yeah, little caption because boxes. They, 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 they kind of went away right as I was starting comics about ten years ago. There used to be little notes from the it's editor that said, "Hey." Uh, a character would make a reference about an event happening that didn't happen in that book that would then tell you where you could go to find out well, more Marvel, about Well, Marvel that. brags about how they've never really had that necessarily tight continuity. But again, I, I've been reading The Essential Ghostwriter, and here's where the citations really come in handy. I got through a two-issue segment where, in between panels, he went off, Ghostwriter went off and joined the champions, had his first adventure, and came back, and it says, you know, for, for an more. afternoon, for an afternoon, like he went off for th- to do a three-hour errand and joined the champions and fought a villain. And it says to see the full story, read Champions Number One on sale right now. And then the next issue says, like, oh yes, and by the way, he also was appearing in Marvel Two and One Number yeah. Twelve. Like, and you could go and see these other things now. And that's just with a character that's fun and doesn't matter. But in a book like Countdown, where it's all what you know, you've got this. The, the funeral last week was the funeral of Bart Allen. Yeah. Now, now, assuming that most people picking up Countdown probably are aware, they come into a comic book shop, they know that event happened, but what if you hand it to somebody, said, you know, not that you would hand that, it's so confusing, to somebody who doesn't read comics and says, and you say, you know, who, but read this, it's cool, Bart Allen died where? How about just a little thing that says, see Flash number 13? 13. This kind of jumps back to a point we talked about last week, that's that there, there are very few new comic book readers. There are only people who... Have been reading comic books for forty years, and the innocence that they have sucked into it, like well, myself. Like Whose this- fault is that? I mean, did the, are the comics friendly to new readers? Sure, I mean, because but, but even so when, many- even when comics launch a new, you know, jumping on point, who knows? I mean, unless it says this is a jumping on point for new readers. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, and I got an email from from a reader last week, uh, from a listener last week. And not to embarrass him, because I realize this is like this is how maybe how far gone it's gone. If you are someone who is just coming into comics now, it picked up Thor number one, right? And said, and there's no citations in that. And he said, honest. The question he had for me was, so it seemed like Thor was an old character in the Marvel universe. Is he appearing for the very first time, or is he being revived from something else? Right. And where did he go? And I. I went, wow, you really are new to comics because he's a founding member of the Avengers in 1963. Right. Big, huge thing. But realizing that somebody walks in the store, I mean, I just we do take for granted that people at least know who these characters are. See, La- I think, Lon, I, Lon, why don't you tell us that person's name and sell them out? That person was me, Michael. I'm sorry. Oh. A lot of books now, instead Thor, of Thor, his that, name is Lon Lopez. Mm. <laughs> they're taking the first J. Day. Michael Straczynski. It was Lon Lopez who had no idea. Uh, I'll yeah. take him. A lot of books nowadays are taking the first page and doing a summary mm-hmm. of, you know, they'll start off with, like, what the character's about, what's happened in the last couple of issues, what happened in the last issue. I'll, love lay it, down love this, it, love I'll lay down this challenge to Paul Dini. Yeah. I don't think he can use the first page of Countdown to summarize what's happened. Because he doesn't know. That's okay. right. <laughs> Because he has to cross over to the Lightning Saga. Yeah, you were laying the smack to, down. He has to cross over to Flash. He has to cross over to Teen Titans. Yeah. There's too many books tying it, and they're not telling anybody where those books are. That's well, here. editor at fanboyplanet.com. Look Thank at, you. Look Thank at the, you. Look at Sell the me out. second page of this countdown. It says, because today... Wait, wait, hang on. This is a countdown number. 43. For those of you following at home. 43. 43. Go ahead. So it says, because today is the day they bury the Flash. How come they didn't add... Again. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? For the third time. Yeah, because... Uh, well, there was no body for Barry to, oh, be, right. to be buried. Did they not give him a funeral? Uh, there's a memorial service. Can't, you can't, like you can't have a funeral if there's no body. Oh, sorry. I didn't know the particulars. But well, anyways... You well, you've never died before, scum, obviously. Not, yeah. I guess not. Some of us have come back from the dead lawn and... Okay. Uh, anyways, so I'm just <laughs> saying, an asterisk might have been, you know, nice. You know, so yeah. yeah, and let me let me talk at you. Ring it like getting in new readers. Let me. This segue is nicely to what Marvel's doing in on newsstands. If there's any stores left selling news, it's uh, newsstands left selling comics. Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble, Borders. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a newsstand. They've raised the price on their books a buck. What? A buck? Really? A full buck. If you Sweet go into a Borders, Christmas. you pay three ninety nine for a Marvel book. 
instead wow. of two ninety nine. Now they're still doing that slip cover thing. I don't know. Dude, so kids, that means buy your books at comic shops like, like elusive, elusive comics, comics and, games. and games. Yes, absolutely. Two seven two five El Camino Real, Suite one hundred five in Santa Clara, California. Anna's totally oblivious to the of free commercial she, she just got. That's all right. The point is, it's a buck more. Because most of Marvel's Marvel's books to places that are you know the standard old style newsstand and Barnes and Nobles, they're returnable. So they figure you know so the guys if it gets too old they can rip off the cover and just send the covers back and they get their money back. Right. So Marvel figures well if that's the exchange they'll raise the price a buck hmm. and they just kind of slipped that past. Wow. Isn't, isn't this just another sign that eventually the industry is going to? create itself to a position where it's going to be only trades. I guess I worded that sentence very... I, but I do understand what you're but saying. That, that we're moving that, towards trade paperbacks. Right. But who's going to take a risk on a trade? The thing with having the old style, I guess for lack of a better phrase, the pamphlets, uh, the the old style pamphlets within stores, I mean, you don't want to... You're not, are you as likely to t- spend you know twelve ninety five on a book you know nothing about the character as you are maybe three bucks? Well, I'll take a chance on this first issue. But really, co- the comic book industry should be booming right now. You've got three successful yeah. Spider-Man movies. You've got okay, Fantastic Four, Hulk. You've got just nobody an explosion reads of, anymore. Of new That's why the movies to- are successful, because nobody can read. Right? And, uh, and all of America, insulted by that, that was Lon Lopez. I'll take it. I'll take you <laughs> on, course, America. Of course, the people who can hear him are listening to a podcast and not a- reading the newspaper. Exactly. Golly, you know I mean? Golly, all right, hoisted by my own It's guitar. the Lon Lopez Literary Literacy Challenge. Yeah, and on the other, on the flip side, DC literary. announced... What is it, Stephen Hawking's? DC. As the literary, I'm sorry. Right. DC announced this week that they're doing an online comic site. But not of any of their established. Web comics is the future. They're doing web comics, so they're opening it up. So it's like they're not even willing to transfer. Exactly, they're willing to. They're not going to bring Superman, Batman, any of those characters you know in. They're all opening up. The future is audio comics. The future is me sitting in front of my chair watching my movies and my TV and my comics. No, we'll just read comics to people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you will teach your daughter to read, right? Who? Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. I so daughter? this is all outside of the DC out of continuity. They're all doing outside a whole of the DC new set of stuff. Yes. Wow. And when questioned, like, well, what's the price? You know, will, pe- will creators be, you know, they'll have a contest to who gets to get, you know, posted and who gets a continuing strip. And they're looking at it as daily strips. They're, they're okay. trying to emulate the standard webcomic thing. I like strips. They call it the digital ultimate line. It's like Zoom. It makes no sense. It's so they're Zima. using the regular Zima. Bull, bull Zima. I love Zima. What? New artists, new yeah. writers. Yeah. So it's we used not to hardly so even drunk DC. off of Zima. And, and it's called New Money. It's like it's it's like real money only not at all. New it's, money. You can no, virtual know, you, money. You can, virtual money. You can exchange it for virtual accolades. So yeah. is it is it it's it's free? I digitally praise you. Is it paid for by subscription? They don't by, know yet. They don't even ads. Know. They, there's an ad based revenue at this okay. point, but they don't know what kind of profit sharing. It's all very new. But Time Warner is interested in getting into this, and so they're using DC as the launch, but they're not using anything that you would recognize. So the only thing they're using is the logo DC. Not even that. Not even that. It's called New Money. I predict six months. it's not called New Money. It's like Zura, uh, Azure, something like that. What's on second? Zathura, yes. I don't know what's on third. What? New Excalibur. What? Okay. Um, Great. Well... Couple more sites we won't be visiting. All right, so there we good. go. There we go. But you know, last week we wanted to talk and, and you know, talk about getting into about comics into novels, a way that, that where that seems to be a revenue stream that people are really getting into. And are we going to talk about Anita Baker? And v- Anita Baker is a. I love Anita Baker. I'm a huge fan. Sweet love. Anybody? Oh, I got you. She's a vampire hunter now. I hear. <laughs> he just Thank gave you. somebody a coronary. I know. I, I'm I'm glad that we have Alicia here because uh, Alicia can have all those reactions. <laughs> I would have, but now there's someone to take that for. And today, there's someone to take that grief off of me. <sighs> Lon. What? Lon. Now we're going to talk about Anita Blake. So we're going to introduce, uh, we've got uh, an intern, a, a young lady who... Uh, who a guest. Uh, a guest who spoke spoke to me at WesterCon. She's going to be at uh, at WorldCon in Japan. In how, how when, when is that? Worldcon in Japan is August twenty eighth through September third. Right, and and so Alicia, what's your last name? Remind me. Willis. Alicia Willis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Alicia Willis. Yay! And uh, Alicia welcome. approached me at at WesterCon and asked if uh, she could do some stringing reports and add to our podcast from 
from Worldcon. So uh, she's come in tonight, and it just could, happens could to be a good day to be talking about a topic that uh, Alicia's actually very excited about. Before we go into that, though, yes, what's Worldcon? This is the World Science Fiction Convention. Uh, where so is it just sci-fi, or is it comics, or it's is a it lot of everything. It's a big media convention as well as, but it does focus on science fiction and written and media. Is it more it's, a fan thing like WesterCon, or is it like an industry thing? It is where the where the Hugo Awards are awarded every year. Which I'm hoping Chris Garcia will lose, and then we can put that all behind oh. us. <laughs> is he up for a nomination? He's, he's up he's for two. Twice nominated oh, for a Hugo this year. Nice. You, you you haven't noticed that he constantly introduces himself as Hugo-nominated Chris Garcia, I'm Reverend Dr. Christopher J. Garcia? I'm blocking. He's excited about it. Yes, yeah. he is, but he's, he's annoyed about it. not as excited as his beard is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that thing's alive. Uh, but you're going to go to Tokyo. Correct. Yokohama. Yokohama, uh-huh. yes. Bermuda, Yokohama. Yokohama. Yokohama, not Tokyo, not correct. There you go. Yes. There you go. Hi. 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 And uh, who's the guest of honor there? Do you know? I don't know. I think this, it's, will okay. be my, this will be my first Worldcon. Oh, okay. I think I heard it's uh, Tony Mendez. You know nothing. Okay, I just made that but up. Worldcon does alternate between different parts of the world and the U.S. That would explain the name. Typically in the U.S., the last couple of years, it's been Los Angeles. And this is the first time ever that it's been in Japan. Yeah. Our, it's been in... Uh, I've had friends who have gone to Australia, to... Scotland. Scotland. Wow. Um, yeah, it's you know, all so people those. travel to it. They actually go to it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Cool. Well, they usually work another vacation into it at the same time. Mm. And the over. Hugos are a big deal. I mean, that's the science fiction world. Uh, uh, you win any Oscars. cash for that or anything? Their cash prize with the Hugo. I believe you get a nice rocket ship. I actually have a. a yeah. I that's actually the rocket, that is the rocket ship. ship. It's well, it's a different rocket ship every year, and because they have different designers every year. Wait, are, I, you, are you about to tell me that you're a Hugo winner? No, almost as good. I was beefcake for one of the Hugo a friend of mine Janice Gelb was organizing the Hugo <laughs> Awards cer- ceremony and got her man- I've, I've her got manlier it. friends I've got a vision of Rick and a Speedo I was in a tux <laughs> okay. and I got Without sleeves? I got to carry the Hugo Award that was awarded to J Michael Straczynski for Babylon 5 that year I carried it out on the stage and handed it to the guy. Did he so pinch your butt afterwards? Or? Yeah. So you touched J. Michael Straczynski's rocket? I, <laughs> I touched it before he did. Wow. Oh. We're probably going to run into JMS at Comic-Con, and I'm going to really be sorry for this. <laughs> anyway, but what, 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 what brings Alicia in tonight and onto the microphone. Anita Baker. A- Anita Blake, Blake, vampire hunter. Oh, She's going to hit you sorry. in a second. And today, today, July 11th, is the uh, first issue of a two-issue miniseries called The First Death, which is uh, the, series, Jesus? the series creator, uh, Laurel K. Hamilton, uh, is writing original stories now for comics in the vein of what Marvel did with The Dark Tower. Uh, which is that the Dark Tower, though it touches on events that did happen in Wizard and Glass, it's expanding upon the story. Wizards of Glass and the Dark Tower Gunslinger. And, and the Gunslinger. Both of them. Right. So so now, finally, uh, the Dabble Brothers, who have been contracted by Marvel to go ahead and do these literary adaptations, uh, have, have taken the hint that, you know, maybe what readers really want are new stories uh, unveiling heretofore hidden corners of whatever author's universe this is. And Laurel K. Hamilton has embraced this. She's got a two-issue miniseries. She also put a short story in the hardcover collection of the first six issues of uh, Guilty Pleasures. And exclusive. Not All right, I'm going to pull a lawn here. Of course you are. You don't know a thing about it. No, is no, there? no. Why? And here's that segment. Why should Lon care? Why do I? Why should I like Anita Blake? Well, why should you like Anita what, Blake? What's What's cool about the story? Sex. Really? Lots and lots of sex. Because I mean, we've got ton- no. we've got Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Blade the Vampire Hunter. Will you shut up okay. and let oh, the okay, lady tell you? So Please break it down. When is when is the time when you actually get women to like actually be able to embrace the gore? I mean, Red Sonya, I'm looking right at it. No, anybody? That, okay. But but that's but that's written by a man. Oh, okay. Keep going. Sell me on it. What I like about it is that you have a woman that's overcoming her fears, and it's just not like oh my boyfriend, uh, boyfriends. It is. <laughs> She's well, a player. <laughs> it is. I have this impending doom that's coming around, and. 
I can't really turn and say, oh, I'm going to turn to one of my boyfriends and he's going to save me. It's like I actually have to think about it and I have to work with other people and I actually have to make a conscious decision and people are deferring to Anita. And But isn't that essentially like Buffy? I mean, isn't Buffy kind of her own woman and doing no. her own thing? And Buffy is very... Buffy's very. Um, I, I like. Buffy, so. I like Buffy, but because it was geared towards children and teens, you didn't have the sexual aspect. I mean, these are adults and children. There's also a very different definition in this world. Vampires are legal, and and uh, you and mean it, like 21 and over? Or? They're acknowledged. Oh. they're acknowledged they're by citizens. mainstream they're society. Citizens. Oh, citizens. I see. They have vampire rights, but so she, is it futuristic? No, it's no. modern day. I mean, it's we're just, in a comic shop. It's just shop. an alternate universe. Okay. You must. Comic shop in a, I mean, it's a little early, but I mean, your next patron could be a vampire, and you wouldn't blink. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many stories are there in the series now? It's like up in the teens. Yeah. She just released a novel. It's 15. The latest one is Harlequin. Okay. Yeah. And so, so you were a fan of the novels before the, the comic? God, yes. Okay. So what was, I've been reading them for over 10 years. So what was it like finally seeing it in comic form? Um, Had you seen it before this? Had I seen the comic before this? Before this first blood? Yeah. There's another one that's out. Where okay. It's, guilty it's pleasures, guilty but pleasures. you had looked at guilty pleasures. Yes. <clears throat> which was an adaptation of the first novel, and this is the original story that is a prequel to the events there. Okay. Yeah, so how does there's, there's a bit of there was a bit of controversy because of the cover of one of them because you're looking at a, a rodent and his knee is turned and very clearly in the description of the book his knee is not turned and you're able to tell it's a guy in the comic you can't tell that it's a guy and so there was back and forth. Um, conversation from fans saying, hey, you know, there's, this is a... Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me that the fandom was arguing over whether or not a knee was turned? Well, it was a it was a knee that kind of displayed the fact that, that the rat was actually male. But, ah, but there was that conflict because... The male you, knee. Because you want to... Well, it was a knee... I understand. Please, so, I'm just trying for the children listening. I'm saying it's a knee. It's, it's a, a knee. male <laughs> knee. However, <laughs> however, it was a strategically placed knee so that this comic could be placed on the shelves of comic book stores because right. if the knee was not strategic, then you would have to censor it. Mm-hmm. However, you see the rat tail. Why couldn't they just give him a little guy shirt or something? Because that would be an authentic text. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, just so you could tell. I'm that's, stupid. That's a guy rat and <laughs> not a girl long. rat. Are you, are, you uh, hand, are you holding this to a higher level <laughs> of, <laughs> no, I just, of most continuity? To, to, well, the thing is, as an experiment for Marvel, I mean, because the Devil Brothers have been doing adaptations for a long time. Right. About four years ago, they handed me a copy of The Hedge Knight, so I read the, the, the first effort they made. Is that about Ron Jeremy or something? Or? No, that's The Hedgehog. Oh, The sorry. Hedge Knight sorry. is... Uh, <laughs> on a beloved fantasy novel by George R.R. R. Martin. George, that was Juan Lopez. Anyway. Hi, George. Yeah. Come anyway, uh, they, and, and they'd drawn people in with these you know, fantasy novel adaptations, but then they started going aiming a little higher, I think, because <laughs> Laurel K. Hamilton is a New York Times bestselling author, you know, but you don't actually read, so you don't know these things. Mm. But and Stephen King's pretty popular, too. But Stephen King is done by Marvel, is what I mean. is The Dabble Brothers is a different thing. Joe Quesada's had this, this mandate self-proclaimed that he wants to bring people that read novels into comic book shops. Right. And this worked. Certainly, uh, I know at least two people that have never bought a comic book before in their lives. They were saying that there were a lot of people who came into the store to buy them. Yeah. So how does does the comic, uh, like, I shouldn't say live up, but, I mean, to to an Anita Blake fan, how does the comic uh, live up or, or perform? I want to say that it's like um, how the Harry Potter movies live up to the text of of, um, J.K. Rowling. Mm -hmm. Of course you're going to see things that are slightly different because you have the spine of the book versus the actual text word for word. But um, it does adhere pretty closely. So so as a fan then, is it pretty satisfying then? A good read? Well, the best read is the next one, of course. So you're looking forward to this, the first death. Right. Yeah, so there we go. You're talking about the next novel, right? Well, I'm if, I can, this if I can have the next novel, you're the always next anticipating comic book, the next. Give me the next. The I next, see. The right, next. it keeps you coming back. Yes. And at Comic Con, Laurel K. Hamilton will be appearing and signing for fans, and she, I think she's got two or three different panels. So, I mean, she's thrown herself into Comic Con really well. Her so. husband has been Jonathan. Her her. Um, her present husband, Jonathan Green, is a big comic book fan, and so we've been asking her about um, comics, and she presented this. So it's actually, um, if you'll notice, in 
First Blood that the writers are Laurel K. Hamilton and Jonathan Green. Oh, so this is a collaboration. That oh, that's her husband. I had no idea. Oh. Yeah, they were able to do that. And this is the big secret that she told us about in her blog, where she said, this is the stuff that I wanted to tell you about, but couldn't tell you about that I've been doing in the afternoons. And so this is the collaboration they have together. Oh, cool. Hmm. Oh, we thought they were collaborating on something else yeah, in right. the afternoon. Uh, a miniseries. And it turns Sky out. rockets in, in flight. flight. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, okay. Thanks so much, Lon. What? All right, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's good. So you're excited. But you're, are you going to Comic Con? I can't remember if you told me. I've been to BayCon and WesterCon, and I'm going to WorldCon. I know that you she's need to going spend to some Con. time at home. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You but do. you'll be going to Comic Con, and hopefully we'll be we'll be we're going to uh, be totally partying with, with uh, what's the what's her name again? Laurel K. Hamilton. Yeah, we're going to tell yeah. Laurel yeah. K. Down. Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> Lori K. Lori K. We're partying. All right. You. Well. And after the party, there's also, good, of course, going to be a lot of movie previews and TV previews. So let's talk about well, some wait, movie. wait, while we got what? Okay, um, Alicia sure. on the mic, shouldn't we just do the Alicia interview? Wouldn't that, that wasn't it? Oh, I thought we just <laughs> talked about Anita Blake. Well, you didn't talk about what she's doing for us while she's at Worldcon. I think I mentioned that. She's going to speak for us, but what do you plan on doing at Worldcon? Let's go ahead and say that. I plan on going to Worldcon and just absorbing everything that there possibly is there yeah, as much as I can. I mean, it's going to be the proverbial... Fire hydrant and drinking from it at full blast. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Is that safe? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But you don't you have get to brush drink afterwards. from the fire hydrant. Only let me say it's a lot geekier this way. So, <laughs> have you ever been to Japan before? No, but my mother's been many times. Wow, I'm excited. I'm jealous. I but you're going to record stuff while you're there. I would love to record stuff. Yeah. I well, we'll be talking about that and working that out how we get that. Other, or we'll be just getting... Just phone it in. Just call us. Yeah. From Japan. What the heck? Yeah, exactly. Hey, that couldn't be expensive, could it? Nah. Well, if Metro PCS had it, like long-distance carriers, uh, I would they, love to do it. Yeah. There we go. Just right. put it on Michelle's card. Michelle. That's right. We'll... we'll mm-hmm. Okay, but Michelle... I don't know. No. <laughs> I want to save all women from, from Michelle. Oh, yeah. Good all call. right. <laughs> all right. Moving on. <laughs> We've got some movie news, but she's, uh, there's a new casting rumor. Michael, do you want to come back in? All right, I'm back, everybody. There is a new casting rumor. Still only a rumor at this stage, but uh, I, I kind of like is it. Is it about The Watchmen? You <laughs> jerk. You jerk. Watchmen. No, all your thunder. No, no, no. He wasn't dealing my thunder. Sorry. He was digging into me. He stole your thunder, actually, because that's the kind of remark you should have made. Sorry. What would that be called? I was like, handing over my microphone like Mexico. a chivalrous gentleman. Los Watchmen? It'd be El Watchman. El, no, <laughs> El Hombres do, de Miras. No, I don't know. De Reloje? I don't know. Come on. You speak Spanish, don't you? Poquito. Okay. All right. So, uh, Watchmen... With no article before it. Watchmen What's that? I just do that because it pisses Derek off. I know. Off. Has announced, uh, the rumor is flying around that they've cast a doc, Dr. Manhattan. It had previously, oh, I, th- I keep calling him Dr. Midnight. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different character. That's the other one. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan, who originally uh, delicious, director Zack Snyder had. A little maker's mark, mm-hmm. a little Manhattan. Doctor, uh, Captain yeah. Interruptus. Director <laughs> Paul. No, Paul Greengrass was the one who was on Zach the Paramount Penn. one. Captain Zach Snyder. Zack Snyder. I'm so lost right now. Zach Brad. Yeah, if these guys would Zach shut Braff up and allow Dr. me to Manhattan. gather my thoughts. Zach Braff is talking about There, you oh. here first. <laughs> but first he's going to play G.I. Joe in Transformers 2. All right, so. Is he going to slay vampires too? Wait a minute. Why not? Zach Braff, the guy from Scrubs. Scrubs. We're kidding. That's not Dr. who it is. Manhattan. No, Dr. No. Manhattan is going to be played by Billy Crudup, who was in Almost Lando Famous. Lando Calarizzi? And okay. uh, <laughs> that's Billy D. <laughs> you know. Was it How not, you doing, Was it not Michael Goodson last week who complained about the lack of focus on this show? <laughs> this is such an editing challenge. But you know, but no, don't edit it. Just let it go, Rick. Just let it go. Uh-huh. All right, all right. Quiet on the set. You know Derek, what the problem is? The, the problem is Michael ate beforehand. So now we have you know, too many shimps. This. I've been telling you this for weeks. <laughs> and too many chimps. Clearly, all right. Shimps Billy Crudup. Crudup. Billy Crudup. What Bones? do we think of that? Who is the voice of Mastercard? Priceless. Uh, so you know his Which voice. Which transformer was that? <laughs> Priceless. No. Uh, <laughs> the Mastercard the transformer doesn't. Card. Doesn't your card transform into a? Yeah. Wait, maybe that's just when I haven't taken my. So medication. the voiceover actor for the no, Priceless he was in for the Mastercard. He's an almost famous. He's an almost famous. He's the guitarist in, in that movie, which is great. He is. Uh, he was in Big Fish. He played the son in Big Fish. Okay. And uh, so oh, you know okay. him. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a you know good actor, well respected actor. 
Um, and but I always have to tell people, yeah, he's the voice of the Mastercard. Where they go, oh, that's why. You know, I really, there's a lot of Mastercard fans out there. No, no, it's just that if you have you read their book, oh, really? Uh, I heard they're going on tour. How's he going to look when his head's shaved? He's painted blue and he's in the nude. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to see. Why do you want to know that? That's what Doctor Manhattan. I've got a website you can visit. (laughs) He does a lot of overdrawing. Dub 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 dub. It's like I I want ManhattanGoodson.com. I want to see the read line. I want to see the guys lined up outside the audi- the, uh, the the producer's uh, studio waiting to. They're going to have that. a stunt blue. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, but let's get serious for a second, though. What do we think of this casting? Uh, if that's I'm true, indifferent. If it's true, I think that's a good. It's a good choice. I think he's, he's a good actor. He's a good actor, and he's not really an A-lister. And so he's never can, won an Oscar, so and they can get him. Lon should be happy, so they can get him. You know, to be. You know, get a good performance out of him because the, really this person has nothing to lose as an actor. He can play the comic character. Right, and yeah. he can play it pretty, you know. So, I mean, look what uh, Zack Schneider did with, uh, what was his name, Gerard Dipperdue? Gerard Butler. Butler, whatever. Um, in 300, you know, kind of a no-name. Mm-hmm. And 300 made him an overnight star. And so. they can probably sign him for the sequel, 2 and 3, real cheap. You know? For Watchmen? There no, no there's no uh, sequel. We're not, not doing a trilogy. Probably not. No. No? Uh, Though there may be a 301 and 302. Uh, I would say Billy Crudup is also, I believe, currently dating Claire Danes. Maybe if I tie you into the, the Us Weekly Who gossip. Who is smoking? I have seen her recently on <laughs> Letterman and Daily Show, and I'd just like to chime in. <laughs> <laughs> he was indifferent about the casting, but then he went, wait a minute, that's the guy dating Claire Danes? He must be virile. She did a very, Claire Danes, very if you're listening, that was on the Daily Michael Goodson. Yes, she did, my friend. <laughs> okay. You're and since your child listens to the podcast, let's move right on. All right. <laughs> Two, embarrassingly enough. Dad gave me the willies. Last, speaking of that, Big Willie Smith changed the name of his <laughs> nice. new... Well, we finally got the scoop. ...of his new superhero movie. Last, it was called, embarrassingly enough, Tonight He Comes. Yeah, but last uh, week we were going to reveal it, and I didn't get the text till after the and podcast now we know. ended. So, Lon Lopez, tell us, what is the name well, it started, of what was originally called Tonight He Comes? They're changing it to... John Hancock. But I'm thumped. <laughs> That's not a joke. Oh, yes, what? it is. <laughs> it's not. It's, and the plot that's is a about, rumor. A, that's it's a rumor. about a guy, who, a superhero, who starts an affair up with an ordinary mortal woman in a small town. He's married or something. Yeah. So, They've changed the name to Untitled J.J. Abrams. <laughs> project. <laughs> yes, but how do you get a movie that's so weirdly titled, Tonight He Comes, and then go, yeah, that title's just not working. Let's change it to something more appropriate. How about John Hancock? Again, totally subverting the adult film industry by mm-hmm. by giving you two titles that they no, can't John make fun Hancock of because they already too presidential. Let's go with Mike Cox. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, right. the wow. Moral, the moral, moral compass, compass is unleashed. <laughs> Holy crap. We've got a poll change going ah! on. It's a poll shift. I went to school with a Mike Cox. Did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> There is something Listen weird about it. I told him to move on when he was doing the other one. Yeah, yeah he's, Rick, he's not it's working bizarre tonight. Night. <laughs> it's bizarre tonight. You, you guys are hearing something I'm not hearing there. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, that's all right. That's all right. Um, anyway. <laughs> you guys are referencing something I edited out. What are you talking about? What? Yeah, no. I can't believe you weren't the one that lobbed that one. And so anyway. All I know is it's going to be fun to just you know call all my friends. Hey, we going to go see John Hancock tonight? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that movie. Yeah, all right. I thought you'd want to see that by yourself. I so, can't wait to see the merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> the action figure. Mm. I, I do Kung mean action figure. Wow. Wow. We're really impressing the intern here. All, all right, right you move know, on. Let's, let's move, move on. on. You know, that's why we need to have women guest star every now and then, because then it sort of tones things. <laughs> yeah, we were good for like 20 minutes uh, all on our A game, and now it's just nothing. Back in the gutter. Thank heaven she's reading the comic. <laughs> she's just reading Anita. Anita. Damn it, I want to say Baker. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I know it's Anita Blake. I know Sweet it. Sweet love. <laughs> and some vampires. I'll get you, Lon Lopez. I'll get you, Gadget. <laughs> wow. Of course, a Dr. Evil cameo is here. from Dr. Claw. Claw, Claw whatever. Dr. Claw. By the way, I wanted to mention this on movies. I saw the trailer this morning for Get Smart with uh, Steve Car- Carell. Rock. And uh, The Rock is not The Rock. He is just <gasps> Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. He has completely given up the name The Rock for this film. Because he wants to be taken it? seriously because as a when serious you do, actor. When you do 
material like Get Smart. You want to be taken you seriously. You want to be. You want to be bringing. I mean, your let me add because you don't want your Oscar to be titled The Rock. I've got to double check here right. with Lon. Now I know you, it's, it's yeah. hard. It's hard when you and were the Oscar goes when to, you were blinking back the tears and reading the credits for Gridiron Gang. Yes, did it very say, It did still say Dwayne The Rock Johnson in that, didn't it? I don't. Offhand, remember, but yes, I think he was billed as Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson. To read the, the it was hard. It was very hard. For it was Lurie. through it was the through the blurry. tears. It was tears. hard to really. I couldn't take it. I had to leave. Yeah. Well. So. Anyway, Derek, so, will uh, will the Andy Dick Get Smart spinoff be in canon for this movie? I don't know. I don't think so. What? There was an Andy Dick. Yes, spin-off? he was in a he was in a TV series with Don. Uh, Don, Don Adams, Adams, the original, uh, and it was it was a Anita Baker. <laughs> when Anita Baker it was very odd, uh, and Barbara Feldon came back, and they were, and they were, and Andy Dick played their son. How long son. ago was this? Uh, ten, ten years ago, fifteen. Or wow! Yeah. It was the early days of Fox. It was on, on Ooh, Fox, yeah. and uh, I doubt it. Andy Dick played right their around son. the oh, Beans yeah. Baxter days. Oh, the misadventures of Beans Baxter! Woo! You guys just high fived over Beans Baxter. <laughs> this show was awesome. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That and Parker Lewis can't lose. Okay. <laughs> two high fives. That was, that was two. Those were great shows. Screw 24. Bring me some Parker Lewis, Lewis can't, can't lose. lose. Absolutely. Hey, Shasta McNasty. Nobody? UPN's okay. not, not quality. All right. It, uh, you can't, no high fives for that. You can't name check from a network that doesn't actually exist anymore. I, I'm sorry. I just really like that show. Yeah. Well, that was on the DuPont network, wasn't it? So... Uh, let's <laughs> move to. Now that we know this, I just thought it was noteworthy this morning. And the trailer, if you haven't seen it, actually looks pretty funny. Just a little bit of uh, yeah. Steve right. Carell's really? shenanigans. If you were, if you're named Dwayne, and people were calling you The Rock, would you want to correct them and say, "No, oh, please, call, you know, call me Dwayne." Why change it in the first place. You know what? Call if, me Dwayne. Uh, if, I like I, Dwayne. if I looked like The Dwayne, Rock, if I looked like The Rock, I'd say you can call me Dwayne. Really? You're gonna mock me for that name? I'm just saying Dwayne's kind of... He would snap you in two like an oblong aspirin. Hey, you know aspirin. what? I've met The Rock, and you, sir, are no rock. I know I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay. Uh, so we move on to a segment that we're hoping to make... Continuing. Rock, if you're out there listening, I'll see you at the Cow Palace on October 18th. Me and you, Steel Cage. What you gonna do, Rock? You can't run from the guns! All right. Anyways, really? sorry, I just had to cut a promo. Those look like ladies' guns. Okay, so um, ladies' guns Derringers? are just Derringers. as lethal. Lon Lopez, the Derringer. <laughs> Come and get some, fellas. Yeah, the Rock versus the Pebble. Okay. Anyway, our new segment: superheroes or comic book characters that no longer make any sense. And this was triggered, of course, by uh, there was a trip down nostalgia lane for Michael Goodson, who read. How do I phrase this correctly? The oldest comic book he's ever read. 1988, ladies and gentlemen. 1988. Well, I don't know. When was uh, when was the original Crisis? Because I did read this. 1985. All right. So, so near the oldest comic book I've ever read. Because I am relatively new and young and handsome and still, you know, like to occasionally talk to women. Well, you're so, relatively new. And you smell the oldest. Too. You're relatively new anyway. Like a burrito, I know. So, uh, yeah, Lon uh, loaned me a, uh, I don't even know what it is. It's an old Punisher trade paperback. It's a paperback collection of the original Punisher miniseries. By, uh, Steve Grant, Mike Zeck, and John Beatty with Joe Duffy and Michael Vosberg. Marvel Comics presents The Punisher. So, yeah, so it was the trade collection of the original six issues. I haven't read it in a while. Right, the first miniseries that featured The Punisher. It was basically what a staff, I mean, this yeah. brought The Punisher to... There weren't any, you know, before he had his own uh, series or anything else. I mean, back then... Right. He was previously appearing in Spider-Man and Daredevil, and that was pretty much right. it. Right. Yeah. And back then, you had to you had to do a successful miniseries before they'd give you your own title. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Punisher, you know, sold like hotcakes, so... Sure. So, so now coming, he's a legend. Very coming, violent, bloody hotcakes, I came way. into it with a new perspective. I didn't know any of that stuff you just said. I've read uh, The Ennis Punisher, loved it... Uh, when I started the Ennis Punisher, I understand that Punisher had kind of a bad rap, had a couple relaunches that weren't didn't go so well. So he was they, an angel at one point. Mm-hmm. Interesting to see this this take on him. Oh, Rick, but, s- Rick swallowed his own tongue on that one. <laughs> but uh, I remember it, that it was also a little difficult to read for some of the unbelievable aspects. Like he uh, he spots some thermite. He's like, "That's enough thermite to blow up this whole building," and then the building blows up and like the top floor goes. It's like, really, wouldn't the Punisher know how much thermite? And then he falls and he. He's like, oh, the the padding saved me in my shirt. It's a shirt. It's not a you know <laughs> sumo suit. So anyway, there's some unbelievable you know 
aspects to it. Dude, it's very Unbelievable soft. physics in a comic book? It's very Please. soft silk. <laughs> very, on. very soft silk. But also... It a man could survive a fall if he braced himself. Sure. Yeah. Okay. On his shirt. If he knew how to roll properly. You guys never heard of padded shirts? <laughs> Shoulder pad. Chicks You're wear wearing shoulder one now. Well, exactly. uh, that's what I'm wearing right now. It's a very padded shirt. <laughs> Didn't you guys ever watch Seinfeld? The fluffy shirt. I mean, I had maybe. One of those. Anyway, go ahead. Continue your point. So, Michael. anywho, reading it, Punisher is a. Uh, Punisher's backstory has always been a guy who you know went to Vietnam, saw some horrible things. Nah, his family. Nah, I'm sorry, but it, it it didn't. The older Punisher gets, the less his past makes sense. The right. Punisher should be an old man now, right? I mean, right? It's one thing to have Peter Parker kind of eternally Well, actually, stay. when he served in Nam, he was actually 12 years old. Yeah, so that worked. If you retcon it that way, okay, okay. he lied to get in the army. Sure. He sure. was a big 12. He was a really big right. 12. But Let's, in a universe, in a Marvel universe, where we have seen September 11th happen, we know that the Marvel universe is at least in 2001. Yeah. Right? right. So right. It's there's, funny there's because an age gap here. We tend to hold comics to this weird standard that a lot of other media just totally ignores. Because yeah. you can go back to the old James Bond novels, right? Mm-hmm. And those were like Cold War, early mm-hmm. 60s. They made references to movie stars that uh, were popular back then. But you've got series that go on and on, and they're still doing new Bond movies. Well, and but one of the things about the Bond movies that was controversial last year with Casino Royale was basically a retcon oh. setting it right to the modern day right. and yeah. starting the series over. Yep. Well, I, I, last Which year, comics do all the time. Last year we went don't. to Comic Con and I remember being inside of a DC panel and somebody asked a continuity question about you know why Green Arrow wasn't aging and Judd Winnick just went, "Don't you get it? These these people are stuck in amber. They they kind of never yeah. age." And it always reminds me of The Simpsons. But when you actually tie it to current modern events, you beg those questions. Like, that's yeah, more well, a Marvel why thing. isn't the Punisher in his 50s or his 60s? But it's only been like why in isn't the he last a of 20 years or so of comics that we've tried to do that. I mean, for years, I mean, they didn't care if Superman was like 30 years old. He was, he was perpetually... But at least DC has an event that kind of reboots itself every so often. Yeah. And I don't know that Marvel has had those And they've events. always found it because they do have most of the Justice Society, obviously comes from World War II, but they have periodically had, again, events that rejuvenate them. And mm-hmm. some have just out and out died and yeah. of old age and their sure. children replace them which i think is a logical progression mm-hmm. until even, you, even then i'm not saying that those necessarily make sense but at least they're trying but and, but the punisher is de- de- definitely tied in because they had garth ennis wrote the punisher born miniseries mm-hmm. yeah, I just think he was a sergeant in nam about he wrote that three years ago not wait, at the age of wait 12 a minute, wait a minute technically you can explain the punisher as he died then was re was brought back to life in the Marvel Max as that angel guy. But they actually say that never happened. That was just an hallucination on his part. What? Yes. Oh, I didn't read that. Because so that gonna say, series they, sucked. Because if they re- <laughs> if they rebirthed him as an angel, then he- nice callback. Thank you. High five. Whatever. Shasta McNasty. Parker Lewis. Yeah. Lewis. High five. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So. Uh, they sort of wrote that away. Sorry, Punisher, I tried to help. So aren't we due for a Punisher reboot is what I'm saying. Well, aren't we done? Or I aren't think we due in for 50 a Marvel years when reboot? we have to look back and say, hey, Peter Parker was at ground zero. In, What's the dilly, yo? I would really like to forget about that, okay? We all would. Yeah. Doctor Doom, Doom cries. Cries. Dr. Doom cried at the mm. side of the world. Oh, we had a young boy writing from Singapore at that time, and that was the young last. Young boy, that get was the out last review mouth. he did for us because he was talking about how great that you know we were going to read reading that. What an important, what an important issue that was, and and that and you, you know, immediately added him to your spam filter. I did basically. <laughs> well, I was kind of like, I everybody said, dude, come on, this was just a reactionary, you know. But and then they actually the guy wrote back and he said, you don't understand, man. This was nine eleven. I'm like, yeah, I'm in America. Yeah. <laughs> and, I remember like the week that that came out, you went. In five years, we're going to look back on this in shame. And, and, and we do! Yeah, we do! I was right! I'm and glad the other, I sold the other that prediction book. is we'll do the same thing for Michael Turner's art. Uh, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the Michael Moore of comics. Michael Turner, if you're listening, <laughs> that was Michael Goodson. No, 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 Derek said oh, it. Derek no, said it. No. Uh, I love kids, his skin. But, you know, Wizard, Wizard confirmed last week what I thought from the last time, few times I'd seen Michael Turner. He is fighting cancer again, so. Dude, our, our thoughts are with you, and Michael Goodson hates you, and I don't know why. He wants you to die. Mike Turner's but, a good guy. <laughs> He's a good pool player. I've never said anything, but... Okay, I, 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 I don't understand your I loved you in Jewel of the Nile. Is it Goodson? What? That's... <laughs> 
Anyway, is that Anita Baker? I'm but does the yeah, it's Anita Baker. Does but the Punisher? So you're saying doesn't make sense. I think the Max series does claim that he's like that he is in his sixties. It portrays him as an older. Well, that's, that's why you thing. have a Punisher War Journal. That's the like mainstream yeah. Marvel Universe Punisher who is a superhero. But it still doesn't make sense. There's sure. no update of the origin, which the movie did at least. Yes. Long so may have well. issues with the movie. So well. It's so funny because the current storyline has him showing up with Winter Soldier, right? There's another person, like, how'd you bring him back? He was in frozen and, and they suspended did animation. They thought him out a day before. I know they, did. they had a good explanation for yeah, Winter I, Soldier. I know you, know, so there's, you know what? Maybe Punisher's a scroll. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, my goodness. It explains so much because I believe that in Garth and his run, Punisher also slept with Electra, and we know she's a scroll. She's, dun, dun, dun. she's a carrier. She's a, a scroll. <laughs> you oh. got scroll piece. <laughs> Dang it! You Scrollfulus. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Scrolleria. Oh. Oh. And scrolls. No, that means scrades. Okay. <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> You're gonna get scroll answer. <laughs> But yeah, seriously, Michael Turner's um, a great guy. Yeah, my stuff at Worldcon, yeah, I didn't really want to report on anything. Sorry, guys, bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah. do wish it would make a sound of my eyes rolled back into the, my head. Go ahead and find <laughs> If you can find that sound effect. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, the, so, so do you think it's time for Marvel to just pack it up and just quit? Just give it up, resign? Totally. Well, wait a minute. This, so... so <laughs> So Bast- I'm glad you got my point there, Lon. <laughs> far be it exactly me, what I was going far for. Far be it for me to bring us back to the context of this, but so sorry, you're what? saying the Punisher doesn't make sense because he was in Nam. I'm saying that the character needs a little refreshing up. Ah, uh, but that what I, that I enjoyed this trade that I read, having never read it before. Marvel needs to open it. up and retcon so that it can. Because, as I believe you pointed out before the podcast, Reed Richards once fought in World War II alongside Nick Fury. And Ben Grimm. And Ben Grimm. And 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 that doesn't make any sense anymore, and they don't even pretend that they fought and together. It was Sergeant Fury. Sergeant Fury. I said Nick Fury. Yeah. His first name never changed. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nicholas. Now he's a colonel. Oh, now Mr. Casada just sent me a text message. Says yes, you can all it? die. Oh, well, great. <laughs> Joe. Come on. You love us. Come on. Have a cup. Okay. Mm, clever. He's a, you better watch but out. But is man. it time for the Marvel Universe to to do some kind of retcon event? Which well, didn't we talk a couple weeks ago about there was a rumor that the Ultimate Universe was going to like co- or replace uh, the six months was going they to have, cross? They have the normal Marvel. They have universe? started dropping hints that at Comic Con they're going to make a huge announcement about the fate of the Ultimate Universe. Do we think they're going so, to end it, or do you think they're going to bring it? I was across? thinking they were going to end it. I hope so, but uh, but I don't know. Box. I likes it. I like it too. I just don't want to st- keep paying for it. Let's bring it to a close. Oh, so it has to die, <laughs> yeah. so you don't have to buy it. If it anymore. keeps going, I'm going to keep reading. Is that your and dating then... strategy too? No. <laughs> Yikes! Not that we can talk about Rick. A trail of corpses behind me. <laughs> All those pretty young boys. Wow. Okay. Hey, dudes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All the young All dudes. the young dudes. <laughs> Goodson's got bad news. I'm not He's chiming not in, waiting for this to end, and it just keeps He's going and going. Okay. I'm hoping for a quiet point. There we go. <laughs> I'm not going to... Don't you dare edit this out. All right, moral compass. <laughs> All right. There it was. There it was. There it was again. Dang it. No, I'm not going to allow that. I'm going to keep on talking. All right. So uh, I think that we've this. If you found what we've just talked about utterly horrifying, or if you thought we were pretty amusing, either or way. Or you've got a character you also uh, don't think makes sense. Absolutely. We'll be covering them in the weeks ahead. And uh, Look for us at Comic-Con. Absolutely. We're going to be, oh, we'll be there all over the place. Tired. You'll be the pasty white guys. <laughs> Well, in T-shirts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And we may or may not have bathed by Saturday. What? So we'll see. Well, we're bathing. I'm going to be wearing hey. my tick outfit every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be wearing my uh, Padme torn a shirt outfit. <laughs> oh, that sounds kind of hot. Wait, are you? It is. You're going to come down there after all, aren't I you? I thought you were going to wear that on Friday when we hang out. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, okay. He is. Right. Beta and test. And, and, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 
Well, it's still in the beta. So, uh, yeah, uh, please write to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Or if you just want to you know, tell Lon he's a jerk. Uh, what? Now, Lon at moronlive.com? Lon at moronlive.com. Send me all your sexy letters and Dude, if you measurements. Do. I don't know. What? Okay. That's dangerous to say. No, because I do sewing. Yeah. And if anybody <laughs> he wants a costume, if you want a suit, you know, send me your measurements, Lon's and I'll make sew it for you. Lon works in spandex. Suit of skin. <laughs> Buffalo Lon. <laughs> Buffalo Lon. There we go. I'm Michael Buffalo Goodson. You can write to me at goodsonjunkmail at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah? You yeah, check that? Absolutely. Well, I don't know that I check it. <laughs> but you That's where you can write to me. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> so you can write to me at editor at fanboyplanet.com. And you, I Rick. promise to pass it along to Rick. There we go. So I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. I'm Michael Goodson, guy who hangs out and says rude things. I'm Lon Lopez, and I'm sick of it all. I'm Rick Brett Center. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for penance for this. <laughs> you're Catholic? No. <laughs> you're going to have to be. You're going to put on this. I'm count- converting. You're joining the Thunderbolts. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Who's sending us out this week? This person. Hi, everybody. This is Richard Hatch, the original Apollo on the original Battlestar Galactica, and now playing Tom Zarek on the new reimagined version of Battlestar Galactica. And I just want to invite all of you to remember to use your powers only for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Lukeski at www.lukeski.com. <laughs> Great. This is this is a part of the show where we all pretend to be like doing this without realizing that I'm going to take the best of this for the outtakes. Okay. Yeah. That's why I've been quiet. Okay. I'm above it. I'm above I it. hate everything British. Anyways, Fish go ahead. Chips? Yeah. Beer? You and I really need to stop hanging out because I was this close to saying chips. Damn! Careful. Okay, let's do a mic check. I'm here. Hello. Hello. Okay, I'll let you finish that. Hello. We always want to. Okay. Quiet on the set. Derek. Testing one two three. Hopefully, I'm at a good distance, yeah, and I will do my best not to move from this. Actually, distance. back up about an inch because you're going to back Actually, up. Actually, you so. stand just right behind him the whole podcast. <laughs> him back up. Pushing him forward. That's what an intern. We need an intern to do that. Somebody Pretend just you're his mother. I trusted him, Derek, that you let me call you Tony like four times and not say anything. That you let you call you Tony like four times and not say anything. Tony. Did you did you catch? He's the writer, Tony Loco. He looks like a Tony. But ironically, my first name in the Catholic Church is. Is actually Anthony, Anthony, so it is Tony. Okay. My grandmother used what to yell at Tony. What religions have you not been a part of, Derek? I have You're yet, a religion whore. I have yet to be Jewish, uh, and I have yet to be Hindu. Everybody's uh, got to have uh, aspirations. They don't have enough holidays for you. They really do. well. My father talked me out of the Jewish thing in uh, when I was when I was five. Ooh, <laughs> you have to rip your shirt. You, you forbid me. Is that some sort of dare? She's going to bring it up at the meeting. Yeah. Oh, no, also if he's dead to you. Okay, yeah. you're yeah, done. <laughs> Michael. That's me. I'm Michael Goodson. I'm still here talking, talking, talking. Would you stop Never making him sound like a little girl? Yeah, come on, dude. Someday I'm going to listen to that podcast and be really upset with you. There you go. Okay. Lon. <laughs> okay, got it. Sorry, I had to uh, clear the old pipes. <clears throat> Hello. How's it going out there, sexy ladies? Islam Lopez coming to you. That's Islam right. Lopez? Islam Lopez. Islam Lopez. That's right, baby. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Baby Lon 5. Okay, I love that Baby Lon 5. Baby Lon 5 now. Okay, and we I'm s- coming through. There. We, we decided Pretty last good. week we're going to do a fanboy babies episode, but we're all just... <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm Wiki. <laughs> I'm Derek. Mikey. <laughs> Baby Lon. I like anything. <laughs> I like comics because they taste good. Oh, good lord. All they right. stay crunchy. <laughs> All right. right.
Are we, gonna, are we getting ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Everybody. <coughs> okay. <coughs> Wait. <coughs> Reaching for the sunshine. No. Okay. Quiet on the set, please. <laughs> on the set. On the set. On the lot. All right. <coughs> Listen to the birds. Okay. <laughs> okay, in three. What's up, you hippie freaks? It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast coming to you live from industrial. Who's singing? Who- <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing we get anything done at all. <laughs> Take I always two. do the theme song. Take two. He's giving you the theme. That's right. He started the theme. That was his job when he shows up here. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I didn't know we were. I, I heard. I thought it was feedback. All right, here we go. <clears throat> One year anniversary, ladies and gentlemen. One year we've been at this. In two weeks. <laughs> Someday we know what we're, we're doing. Right. We know what we're doing. All right, here we go. Three, two. Coming to you live is the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Coming to you. the clapping keeps throwing me off. I can't concentrate. Great. We got a new theme song written by Tony Basil. <laughs> Oh, Lonnie, you're so fine. You're, you're so, so fine, fine. You blow my mind. Oh, Lonnie. I can't talk and oh, sing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I need total concentration here. <laughs>